podcasting out of Alliance Wrestling Studios, pontificating on pro wrestling, the innovator of talk NWA, he is Jay Hey guys, just want to say thanks again for checking out the interview with Danny Limelight. Uh, again, we posted the entire interview in its entirety. The whole video is up on YouTube, just youtube.com forward slash the Alliance blog. You can check it out there. But I have had people request uh, some of my interviews tend to go long. You guys have said, hey, can we get smaller intervals? We, we, we love the content, but we can't digest the whole hour, hour and a half type interviews. So we're breaking them down into smaller pieces. You'll see that going forward here on, on the uh, audio portion of our podcast. So I hope you, uh, hope you listen. If you like it, make sure you uh, subscribe and give us a thumbs up and, and share it with your friends who love wrestling. And uh, if you don't like it, uh, well, we'll try better next time. But uh, without any further ado... After this message, we'll be Danny Limelight. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Alliance Guys podcast. This is Jay Cal, and with me today is a very special interview with Danny Limelight. Danny Limelight is one of the top rising stars out of Southern California. He's made appearances all over the United States, Mexico, and, in, and maybe even beyond. We're going to talk to Danny Limelight right now. And Danny, welcome to the podcast. How are you, my friend? Jay, what's up? Alliance Blog fans, what's good, man? Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Heard a lot of good things about you from very close friends of mine, and I'm, I'm stoked, man. Thanks for having me. That's awesome. And, and it's funny because you and I, I think, have known e- of each other for a while, and I've been wanting to do this interview with you for probably two years, and it just seems like never got an opportunity to do so. Uh, one of the byproducts of COVID nineteen is uh, a lot of people have some free time on their hands, me included, you included. So, sir, uh, thank you for taking time to speak with me today. And then also, uh, with that being said, how are you, man? How is your family? You guys doing okay during this pandemic? Hey, man. Uh, thank you so much for asking. Um, I think now is the best time to do this interview. You know, uh, two years ago, it wasn't much going on for me, but 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 now there's a lot of things going on in my life. My family's doing well. You know, me and my daughter, we're grinded. My daughter's doing amazing. She's she's a byproduct of me and her mom combined, and, and, and I'm just happy to watch her grow. Financially, we're good. We're set. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing great, man. How are you guys holding up? I'm doing good, man, and I appreciate you asking that as well. Uh, you know, we're, we're all in the same boat. We're just trying to get through this, and, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's it's funny you bring up your daughter and um, because I've known you for a long time and I've known of your relationship with your her mom and you. Uh, I think it's really commendable as someone who has a daughter from a previous marriage, how well you two co-parent. And I just as a tap on your back or a pat on your back, I should say uh, all my all my congratulations on being able to work that out, because it it took me about 12 years to figure that out with my ex-wife. So I'm glad oh, that, uh, it, yeah. you know, it's. For the kids, you know, you try to do the best you can, but sometimes, man, it's hard. It's hard, man. It really is. But her mom, she's she's a great woman. Um, I'll never That's refer cool. to her as my baby mama or say I have baby mama drama or anything like that because she's a great woman, man. She's She's been in the Marine Corps, you know, for some time, two, seven years now, almost next month will be seven years she's been in. That's where we met. And 
she's great. She does a great job as a mom. She lets me do my thing as a dad. We 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 uh, compromise. We talk things out. What we don't agree with, we 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 communicate that and we fix it. And it's just it's, it's not perfect, but it's it's always a work in progress. But I'm very very blessed that it's, that we do have it as good as we do have it. That's good, man. Good for all three of you. Um, so let's talk about the Marine Corps. I mean, uh, the military was very appealing to me. I I didn't go, and I always kind of regretted that. Um, you are a byproduct of the United States Marine Corps. Hoorah. My brother was in the Corps. And uh, I, I think uh, if people who don't know about the military, I mean, how do you not know? But that's the Marine Corps is, is pretty hardcore. It's pretty tough. It, it's a lot longer uh, boot camp, I believe. And, uh, I mean, you were, you were decorated in the Marines. You were a drill instructor. Tell us how why, – why the Marine Corps? Tell me what the Marine Corps did for you and uh, – yeah. Tell me about your experiences, man. Um, as a child, I always wanted to be a wrestler or an actor. Like that was always my dream. Um, unfortunately, I was a product of my environment in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, the south side of Williamsburg. Um, growing up in the '90s and the early 2000s, and I was I was a little shithead, you know. I don't know if I can curse <laughs> you. So sorry. Yeah, go but ahead. I was a I was a street rat, you know, and and you know my dad was he did a lot of things back then with his brothers, and I, I grew up around that and. You know, I didn't I, I was passing school because I played sports. Um, so I had to maintain a certain amount of grades. But after school, I was doing a lot of stupid things. And then, you know, after getting kicked out of two high schools, my third high school wouldn't allow me to play sports. You know, it was kind of like my punishment for coming to a new school in the senior year trying to play varsity. And they just wasn't having it. So I graduated high school, you know, and, and I had nothing going for me. Um, and I kind of figured that out like maybe three or four months before graduation that I was I was screwed. I wasn't going to get a scholarship. Um, I didn't have high enough grades to get a scholarship. So I had nothing going for me. What I did know, however, was that I did not want to continue to be a product in my environment. Um, I knew that I didn't want to be like all my cousins and stuff like that. I just sit at home still, you know, not trying to talk bad about my family, but everybody's still at home in New York, not doing doing much with their life, you know, nothing, nothing to talk about really, you know, like regular nine to five jobs and stuff like that. So I, 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 I've always known that that wasn't me. Um, so one day this kid in school, you know, I didn't really have friends in my new school. He just approached me, said that he'd buy me a slice of pizza if I went with him to his recruiting office to talk to his recruiter, that he'd get points for it and stuff like that. So he finessed me with a New York slice of pizza. Um, <laughs> I showed up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I was like, <laughs> I'll just show up free pizza, whatever. No, no, you know, no hassle. And this, this, this staff sergeant, um, it's kind of going to come all the way back around, but this staff sergeant, freshly dressed in his blues, looking, looking real crisp and clean, professional, looked me up and down and said, you can't be a Marine. And, and immediately I looked at him and I knew that he was judging me based off how I dressed, based on my swagger, the chip on my shoulder, the arrogance, whatever. Um, I knew he was judging me. He said, he said, you might want to go join the army instead. The office Ooh. is right over there. Wow. And so I looked at him and I said, I right, fuck you. And I just walked out. And, and I literally, I literally said, I, I cursed at him. I said, fuck you then. And I walked out and um, I guess I was, basically fucking showing him that he was right right there um and i saw walking to the army recruiting station i don't even know why i was walking over there i was walking over there because he told me to i never had any intention to join the military you know and right. i'm just walking over there because this professional told me to go that way so like he had the go over there and i was like oh, okay i guess i'm gonna go over here now not yeah. knowing what i was doing and as i'm walking that way this army recruiter walks out and i'm not gonna talk bad about the military i think you know i'm thankful for all the people that serve the military but there's a very big difference between the marine corps and the army Right. And so this army recruiter walks out the office with his hand in his pocket. 
a cigarette in his mouth, and his other hand, he's dialing a number on his phone. And I looked at him, and it was just such a, a huge difference in professionalism and the way that he was carrying himself and the way that the Marine was carrying himself that I was like, what the fuck? No wonder why he sent me over there. <laughs> I look like that, you know? Yeah. And so I turned back around. I walked in his office, and I was like, I don't care what you say. I'm going to be a Marine, and I'm going to be a damn good one. He smiled, whatever, went through the process, 17 years old. I went home that night. Um, I talked to my mom. I said, Mom, Dad, like, you know, how would you feel if I joined the Marines? And they were super excited, which I wasn't expecting. But it's funny because my whole childhood, they're like, you keep talking shit. We're going to – and you keep acting out. If you keep doing this, we're going to send you to boot camp so they can sex you straight like the kids right. on Maury, you know. <laughs> they, would always, they would always threaten me. Well, joke's on you, Mom. I'm going on my own, you know. Yeah. So I, I joined. They, the next day, they went. They signed the papers for me, and I graduated two months after graduation. Off to Paris Island, I went, um, and, and my career just took off from there as a Marine. Um, I had a hard time in boot camp. I, I want to thank my drone instructors, you know, Staff Sergeant Iddins and Sergeant Askew, uh, Staff Sergeant Child, Staff Sergeant Donnelly. I'll never forget their names just because no matter how old I get, I'll never forget my drone instructors. Um, they broke me down. They built me up, and they set me out for success, and, and I, I did a damn thing as a Marine. I got in trouble a few times, but – you know, I made it to the rank of staff sergeant. When I was a sergeant, I was in the top 10%. They sent me to drone instructor school, and I graduated with honors. I was the number one graduate out of drone instructor school, and it was like a full circle, you know, because my recruiter called me, and he's like, holy shit, you know. They used to call me Hollywood back in the day. So <laughs> it's just, like, so funny because I was I arrogant, cocky, flashy. I wanted I wanted to live in the limelight, you know, but 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 I was a shithead, you know. <laughs> he's like he's like he's like fucking Hollywood, you know. You you did it. You're you're a Hollywood drone instructor because in San Diego is another boot camp, and it's where they call the Hollywood Marines at. Okay. And then I went to Paris Island, but when I went to go be a drone instructor, I was a drone instructor in San Diego, which is the Hollywood Marines. And he's like, you know, fucking Hollywood, you know, you're you're a drone instructor, blah 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 blah. Like I never would have thought that, that kid that you know came into my office would go on to do this, you know. And I did a lot of things in the Marine Corps. Man. I made 350 plus Marines. I trained over 400 Marines in the Marine Corps Martial Arts Program. I I did a lot, a lot, a lot of training, a lot of deployments, a lot of things like that for, for my country. And I'm just grateful to have had the opportunity to be a Marine. And the Marine Corps pretty much put me where I needed to be in order to start, you know, my career as a wrestler, to start my career in acting and stunts and writing and stuff. So I'm forever grateful. Every time people call me or talk to me or ask about the Marine Corps, I always say, yeah, like I always say, yeah, because I know what it did for me. A kid that, you know, didn't really have, hold on, baby, a kid that really didn't have much going on and, and, and where I'm at now in life. And it would not, I don't think it would have happened if it wasn't for the Marine Corps. I think that I would have ended up being another product of my environment. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the the hats behind you, those are uh, your Marine Corps yep. uh, tops, right? Yeah, those are my uh, my campaign covers hanging on the wall. Well, I have I have my that's my last campaign cover. The my first campaign cover is in storage somewhere. It's all raggedy and torn. <laughs> and then that's my last one from my last cycle, and they're hanging on the wall right there. You know, in my cover box. You know that I have my recruits draw some cool shit. They have like a drawing of Spider Man, and there's one like that has Carnage. That was a savage. And the last one is a picture of Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. He snapped his fingers, and there's like a nice. bunch of bunch of dead recruits everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and there's even dead drone instructors because they used to say i was too tough on my drone just too so so i mean obviously you're really proud of your time in the marine corps and by it by all intents and purposes you have every right to be um of course uh, your career in the marines came to an end mm -hmm. and uh but before that happened you actually entered the world of professional wrestling you started training uh, in San Diego with SoCal Pro Wrestling. Um, I was actually there to see a few of your early matches. I know that you were uh, 
like teaming with Tommy Wilson and uh, you, you wrestled Ashley Grace and, and a couple other matches. I, I was there to see some of your early, early stuff. Um, but then that relationship with SoCal Pro kind of soured. Uh, what, what happened and why, why did the affiliation with you and SoCal Pro Wrestling come to an end? Um, so th- I started training there in 2014, um, August of 2014, and I made my debut in October of 2014 um, at the Rumble. My first one-on-one match was with Mike Camden. Um, then from there, I wrestled Destro, and I wrestled Ashley Grace, and then I teamed, and I, you know, I started going into this like uh, these all these little crazy random matches where, you know, I was wrestling people that, in my opinion, besides Ricky Mandel, you know, in my opinion, people that didn't look a certain way, didn't fit what description of what I believe to be, you know, a professional wrestler. Um, the truth of it is, what I think was, I had an attitude, I had a swagger to me that. A lot of people, unless, until they get to know me, don't really understand the why I am the way I am. Um, I'm, I'm very confident, and it comes across as very arrogant sometimes. Um, and, to, and and so, you know, I was I was getting pinned, you know, every show by people that I like. I felt a certain way about, and I know that you know it's a business, but I was young in the business. I was still learning, and so it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but. Then, I, you know, my talent started getting noticed by other companies. And so other companies wanted to book me. And, you know, I'm an independent wrestler. I should be able to wrestle wherever I want. So I took a booking in L.A. and I started wrestling in L.A. twice a month with UEW. Um, at the time, you know, I would always run ideas by, you know, the owner of SoCal Pro. I'm not, I don't feel like saying his name. And, and Tommy, who was also, like, pretty much running the show back then. And I would throw ideas that way. And they're like, oh, yeah, great idea, but we can't do that right now. Oh, great idea, but we can't do that. Oh, great idea, we can't. It was just great idea, but no. Great idea, but no. Great idea, but no. And there really was no direction for me, you know? Um, and so I started realizing, you know, fans started realizing that I never won a match there. And, and so somehow, like, they tried to turn it into, like, there was a storyline about me not winning matches. Even though I had, even though I had pitched many, many stories about all types of ways things can go, um, and you know, I was like, well, what if, you know, the original, the, the 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 idea that I that I had pitched last before I got tired of it was, you know, what if in Super Clash, me and Ricky Mandel have our blowout match because it started to be a lot of me and Ricky Mandel beef, um, and I was like, you know, we'll set the stipulation: loser enters number one at the Rumble, which would be the one year from my debut. You know, Ricky could go up cheating, you know what I'm saying, on, on a super clash. And we could push into the Rumble in Oceanside where the last two, you know, I enter number one, you know, do the whole Shawn Michaels, you know, big baby trying to win his first match kind of thing with the last two being, being me and Ricky Mandel. Boom, you know, he goes over, big, huge baby pop, yada, yada, yada. Oh, great idea, but no. Okay, so at this point, is, is it really a storyline? Is there really any direction? Or you guys just having me job out, you know? So I, it was, I was annoyed with it. But I was like, whatever, you know, I, I'll wait till my time to come in Oceanside, you know, whenever SoCal Pro decides to to give me the win or whatever the case may be. Um, even though it's not important because, gosh, it's, in, you know, not looking back at it now, I'm like, this is stupid. You know, everybody says wrestling wins and losses don't matter, yada, yada, yada. But for somebody who's competitive like me, somebody who believes in, in the hard work that they put in, like, the shit does matter. You know, like, yeah. I believe that that if it didn't matter, then, you know, Fucking Triple H wouldn't be a 14-time world champion. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like right. John Cena wouldn't have won the belt 16 times. Like, it, it does it, – it, and not only that, like, SoCal Pro's wrestling shows were literally five minutes from base. 
a lot of my military friends will come into these shows every month, and they know what I do in the military. They know how I am in the Marine Corps. They know I'm a first-degree martial arts instructor in the Marine Corps martial arts program. They know that I train hard. They know that I work out. They know that I fought and boxed for the Marine Corps boxing team. Like, they know all this. Then they come and see me lose to girls and being tapped out, being tapped out by girls. It, it, it kind of kills my credibility. So that was another thing that was bothering me. Long story short, I ended up winning a match all the way in L.A. at UEW. You know, uh, I think I did. I hit a 450 on Max X for the win. That was my first win ever. It was in, I think, July or June uh, of 2015. And I get a call the next day from, I'm at, the, I'm at, mind you, I'm at the zoo with my wife at the time and my daughter at the zoo and Tommy Wilson and, and the owner of SoCal Pro blowing my phone up like, how can you do that? You know, we had a storyline set. You just ruined it for our fans, blah, 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 blah. First of all, it's independent wrestling. What happens in one company does not matter what happens in another company. Am I wrong? No. No. Not at all. Exactly. So they, they turned it into this huge thing. Um, they said I was done. I can't come back to the school. I can't wrestle for them no more. Blah, blah, blah. They tried to blacklist me, telling people not to book me. So I went on Facebook and I was like, as a, you know, and I tried to keep it kayfabe. I was like, oh, do the contract obligations, blah, blah. I would no longer be wrestling for SoCal Pro. I tried to keep it that way just so people could maybe, maybe even put that over as a storyline or something. I don't know. But I didn't go out and strictly bash them and say, oh, I'm not wrestling because this, this, and this, you know? They took my, my, my post that I made and said that, no, this is not true. We're, we're getting rid of him because of his attitude, because of this, because of that, yada, yada, yada. At the time, at the time training was a joke. Um, I think, and this is no disrespect to Ryan Kidd, but in 2014, 2015, who is Ryan Kidd to be training students? I, I don't think he's a reputable trainer at that time. Not I, Me and Ryan Kidd have a good relationship now. We wrestled plenty of times over. Like, good, you know, he's a good dude. I respect him. We have no beef, me and him. But at the time, you know, I was coming to school and I had this little kid, you know, not calling him a kid, but telling me to do squats and do push-ups. And I'm looking at the way I look physically. And I was looking at the way that he was looking physically. And I was like, really, dude? I had an attitude. I had a swagger to me that people didn't like. But at the same time, it was a joke to me. So they, they kicked me out of the school. They tried to badmouth me, you know. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Whatever. You know, I, I guess I'm not going to wrestle anymore. Um, upon that, about a month after, and even a month after, a week after, I get a call from David Marquez, who I love to death, from Championship Wrestling Hollywood. Um, and he's like, hey, I heard what happened. This is my personal opinion. I'm not going to put what he said out there because that's between me and him. But yeah. he, under he understood where I was coming from. Um, and, and to this day, like, I'm for, like, I, I owe my wrestling career to this day to David Marquez. Wow. Because he, he, took, he took me, he took me from, from that situation where I thought I was never going to get another booking. And he got me booked in uh championships from hollywood he's like we want to bring you in here's my idea uh, mind you before i won in uew i made my debut for fcw who was ran by gus at the time and because it was in san diego area and gus wanted me to win i told gus let me not win i'll take the loss this, this day because it was in the same area and it's the same fans from socal pro going to be there so i did keep that in mind but all the way in la there was nobody from oceanside driving to a uew show <laughs> so it shouldn't have fucking mattered you know right so, Marquez calls me. He said, this is my idea, blah, blah, blah. I want to bring you in as a Puerto Rican, and I want your tag partner to be SoCal Crazy. So the original idea was SoCal Crazy, but he wanted SoCal Crazy to take the mask off. I love Net To this day, I don't want to say his name. I almost just said his name, his real name yeah. out loud. But to this day, I love SoCal Crazy. Um, he taught me so much. He was one of the guys that kept trying to bring me back to the company after everything, he kept talking to Jeff, kept trying to bring me back. He calls me. He says, this is the idea. He's like, he's like, don't want me to take my mask off, and I'll do it for you. I don't know what happened, but like a month before the debut happened, plans changed, and they said, okay, how do you feel about teaming with Seville? And I was like, I had Russell Seville once at UEW. I thought he was 
a good loud, a good mouthpiece. I thought that he had the charisma. I thought he was a real good bad guy. And I was like, okay, are we coming in as faces or bad guys? He's like, they were like, oh, we want to bring you in as heel cousins, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, can we keep the last name Rivera? And they were like, that's the last name we want. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Can, can, now, let me just throw something at you. Um, because during that entire situation, what was happening with you and SoCal Pro and all that stuff, that back then I was actually uh, I was in charge of SoCal Uncensored at that time. Um, Steve and I uh, know each other very well. When Steve took a sabbatical from the site, uh, me and a few other partners were running that site. So I reached out to SoCal Crazy to get his side of the story because I heard your side. I heard SoCal Pro's side, and he had nothing but nice things to say about you. Um, and in fact, that was around the time I think you guys went up to uh, Ventura County. Yeah, and we a, did like uh, a, a scramble match. Yeah, and so he like I'm like I'm like wow like aren't you worried about getting heat with teaming with 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 Danny with everything that's happening? He's like nope. I was like okay cool man. And yeah. uh, he had he had nothing but nice things to say to, to, about you back then. So that's that's kind of nice to hear that uh, there, there's mutual admiration there. Yeah, I love that man. And, and that Ventura match, that was the first time I met Ruby Rays. Uh, it was the first time that I had met Greg Hernandez. The first time I met Tara Calloway. First time I met a lot Daniel Torch. First time I met a lot of guys. It was my first time really wrestling outside the San Diego area. So it was it was a fun little scramble match, and I had a good I had a really really good time with those guys. Fidel Bravo as well, but at the time it was Espiritu. Yeah. So it was good, and and then you know they. The, Things fast forward, and Marquez brought us in as Los Primos Rivera. And things after that really, really took off. And I think it was because I was able to contact promoters and say, hey, I'm wrestling for championship wrestling from Hollywood. And even though a lot of people talk bad about it, I'll never talk bad about that company because of what it's done for me and, and the production value and, and, the, and the footage and, and everything that comes with it. And just being able to say David Marquez Hollywood, David Marquez Hollywood. And I was getting a lot of bookings. I think after I made my debut on TV with Hollywood, that's when my booking started really coming in. 